this Zencaster platform that we're using is phenomenal uh, okay. for podcast recording. So if anyone or yourself is ever doing a podcast, yes. this is the way to do it, 100%. I've done oh, a, nice. we, we have recorded a few over different platforms like... Um, Anchor? Uh, yeah, Anchor is one. We actually use Anchor to, to get the podcast out into Spotify, etc. But we've even tried recording over um, Zoom and, and things like that. The problem then is the lines cross, so both our voices are on one track. Okay. Zencaster actually split the tracks. So when I go to editing, I can edit your track separate to mine and then and then ah, put them together. So it makes the editing much better because uh, obviously we have different voices. So if I tweak something for mine, you start sounding a bit odd and vice versa. So. Okay. <laughs> It's a it's a good way to do it if you if you ever do a podcast down the line or or, or mm. want to chat to people and record it. So. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking of and never came across it. So yeah, might be handy. Thank you. Okay, no problem at all. But how's your day going? Then how's your morning started? Obviously, it's uh, very early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, putting the time aside to have a little chat with myself and Community <laughs> Bridges. <laughs> uh, morning's been good. I because it's getting brighter very early so I wake up around five and six because it's so bright so uh it's much easier to do in the summer isn't it so much easier it feels like oh I'm ready to do stuff and get out of bed so it's a nice feeling yeah <laughs> I keep for you yeah I keep setting my alarm for for six o'clock and I keep waking up at like 5 30 with no mm. issues at all uh, I'm, I'm hoping that can last into winter but I don't think so I think yeah, I'm just going naturally we start waking up with the sun it's like the sweet spot for two months and then slowly it gradually starts to fade away yeah on the uh on the dark side of the year yes <laughs> so what's your plans for today then Bav? Now, have you got have you got any nice plans for the rest of the day i mean it's going to be an absolute scorcher today oh we yeah are, i heard uh, it's like 33 that's what someone told me yesterday yeah are you based down in the south in london are you I am in south of London, yeah, and uh, well, today is work mainly, but uh, work from home, have a few calls, uh, yeah, I'll try get some fresh air and be out and about a bit just to soak the weather in. Um, it's sometimes needed, particularly when we don't know vitamin D in this country, it's always good yeah. to get out. <laughs> we also, working there. from home is such a weird concept where you can always be working and just stay in that zone <laughs> yeah it is difficult to step away from the desk sometimes with work from home definitely. it is yeah how is your day like good I do uh I do have to, to go to work after this so I'll be going to work for half eight um okay. uh I and but fortunately it's from home today so I, I will just switch computer oh, to, okay. <laughs> to a slightly different screen so it's quite nice and relaxing in that way very easy <laughs> mute for me today um but yeah so t tell me a little bit about Onflow. So is that some is that your school? Is that or is that someone you work with? Yeah, it's a platform that is based in uh, US and, and the founder is in Texas Houston. So she created Omflow and I'm part of Omflow's uh, teachers and also I'm training to be a teacher trainer for people to join Omflow platform. Uh, Omflow platform is a platform that welcomes people to connect with their breath, body, and find presence and awareness in the practice. So basically, uh, it is a platform that brings yoga teachers in to carry people on a journey, but there's a training to be on OMFLOW so that everyone has 
similar values and what we offer to students is in a way standardized, but also our own individual flair as teachers stay. So currently I teach there mainly, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Sounds great. Mm. Uh, the fact that you've got some freedom to, to make it your own as well. Uh, is, yeah, is I feel it's very important to stay to what your essence is as a teacher, even though there mm. is a set uh, structure, but play with it within it. Well, that's where your soft skills come in. Everyone has slightly different soft skills, so to speak, in the way they communicate, the way they mm. interact. And I think as a teacher, it's really important to take that across. Um, it, to have diversity within teaching is important, 100%. Sure. Uh, how, how did you get into this in Bavna? I know this isn't what you've done um, forever. Um, no. so, so how did that kind of transfer take place? Give us a little bit of background about what, where you came from. Yeah, for sure. I am definitely not... Uh, in the yogi world just uh, stepped into it and decided to do it but rather it came to me uh, my first degree uh, was is <laughs> optometry uh, and uh, I came to UK to study did a five-year master's degree and worked around uh, London in Cornwall and ended up uh, trying different things, working for domiciliary, working for high street stores like Boots and working for, eventually I transitioned into, I wanted a new experience, so a laser eye company because I wanted to get a taste of everything. Um, And it was fulfilling in many ways, connecting to people. And uh, at the same time, I was looking for more and... uh, It felt corporate to me because obviously everything is a business and I wanted to move more towards wellness minus the commercial side of it back then, which felt very pressurizing to me. Um, And I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, to do uh, achieve certain tasks by the end of the day. And that uh, weighed me down and that stress weighed me down was when I, went to, okay, how do I connect to my body? Because I'm in my mind all the time, solving um, things to make the whole process uh, of work seamlessly uh, working or effortlessly happening. So a lot of pressure was on my shoulders, given by me to me. Uh, and then, yeah, connecting to the body started at the, at the gym with workouts and then eventually went to yoga classes and going to different yoga practices and getting a flair of what each teacher brings so I got into this curious moment of okay I'm going to go to this workshop and that workshop and you know just diversify into what more can I absorb from each of these different teachers yeah there's there's loads out there uh, and all all putting in their own slight unique way of teaching so it is good definitely yeah and it opened a whole new world to me and it got to a point where I was like well I know what I like I know what I want and I'm curious more to just explore but uh, I want to also be able to step up within my body within my own practice because it's a difference in practicing with a teacher and practicing on your own. Your own self-practice is equally, uh, I'd say, 
uh, vital and essential for your own growth. That's how I feel. Uh, then I was like, okay, well, time for me to do a teacher training. But again, not to teach, but just for me to explore another dimension of what this one month container would bring if it's not just a two hour workshop or 90 minutes class. Mm. And then I dived into doing quite a few teacher trainings in the last few years, uh, just because curiosity led me from one thing to another. I started with the hot yoga in uh, Spain. So we were well, in a... Uh, hot then, yeah. Yeah, I, I just dived into yoga. the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things about hot yoga, but it always... Uh, I, 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 yoga's not something I uh, do. Stretching is definitely one of my weak points of exercise. But hot yoga is always... Uh, always makes me nervous because it, it can mm. be quite intense can't it it is quite an intense practice it is because all your muscles get warm and you're stretchier than you would usually be so there's a lot of um fluidity and extension of the body that if we were in a non-heated class it would take more stretching it would take longer to get to that mm. same posture okay so there it felt really nice to feel connected to the body because there's this new sense of oh my body can do that I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> you can hit your extremes and and limits a bit easier wow, okay. it did but at the same time uh doing it intensely can be too much as well so I feel that um having a balance between hot yoga and just uh, regular classes then you can find a sweet spot between, okay, this is where my body can go. How do I work towards my body to uh, easily get into those postures without always putting the heat element to it? Because both are equally handy and they complement each other. Mm. I think it's important to, to listen to your body. I think it's something we don't get taught enough when we're young. Is, is oh, completely agree. Yeah. To listen to our bodies and, and adapt our lifestyles that work for them because we're all everybody is individual and every person's body is is different um so i think it, i don't think uh, personally i don't think there's a generic way to to live or or to look after oneself but mm -hmm. it's uh it is important to to listen to it H how did you find did you have that connection before you got into the yoga and and, and the um and and this part of the world or, or did you always have a bit of separation with your body? I found it came very much later in life. And mm. um, what about yourself in that regard? For me, uh, yeah, it is a new connection, I'd say almost. If I look back into most of the years, it's been very operating from the mind or a mind-to-body connection. So asking my mind how my body is feeling or checking with my mind how my body should feel. Yeah. So it started with... Uh, the mind and then it got to a point where there was a dissociation and my dissociation came from um, a place when it hit me when I started getting panic attacks and I then fully understood that okay there is something happening and my brain is not the only part that's comprehending or not the only aspect that I should listen to because something else is trying to communicate to me but I wasn't in a space to uh, absorb, uh, comprehend, and even process. So it happened in a roller coaster kind of way to me. 
Yeah, I can, I can I imagine. Say. And it's probably similar for a lot of people, including myself. So, oh, <laughs> so so, well, I just want to step back a little bit because I think you hit the sure. nail on the head earlier with, with something that, that that I can I can really relate to, uh, and I'm sure many many people out there um, can relate to, um, but about putting pressure on on yourself. In, in mm. this I think I think people, um, I think that people could find if they really looked at it that the most the pressure in their life is coming from themselves that's induced uh, yes <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely pressure out there for a lot of people uh, that is uncontrollable and, and needs to be managed in different ways um, yeah but I think our minds can really play some tricks on us when it comes to the pressure that we feel like we're under yeah the mind is a tricky friend <laughs> mm, and to befriend it is uh, I think it's a lifelong path because yeah, you're always discovering to me. I'm always discovering something about me that I'm doing out of a pattern or a coping mechanism because I was doing that, so I continue to do that, but doesn't mean I need to. And it feels like every day is a practice of questioning. My mind has had this a way of thinking, a way of uh, eventualizing it into a behavior. Why? So that the stress pattern, because stress is everywhere outside when we look yeah. uh, especially in the last couple of years stress is very prevalent so coming yeah. back to the body is taking space so the mind can rest and pause reflect um, so I find tools to let the body take over the mind so vital to continue our I'd say growth but with ease <laughs> <laughs> and do you do alongside your, your the yoga which is obviously very mm-hmm. physical uh, yeah. there, there's like for example myself so I, I have a back injury and I find mm-hmm. yoga quite difficult so the, the physical side of it is uh, taxing at some points and mm-hmm. I probably lean more towards the the should we say the spiritual and mental side of it in the meditation um, form is that something that you practice as well do you think do you find that the the meditation can have its own form of yoga not just the body yes uh, yoga has uh, definitely been looked at the only the physical posture of it but in uh, taking all the different aspects of yoga there are meditative practices, energy work, um, even just uh, connecting to your body in different ways that doesn't really necessitate movement uh, like a yoga class would uh, uh, require. has been also different ways to um, connect, but also connect to, like you mentioned, a back injury, like how does that feel just connecting to your body sending your breath to the back or placing your hand over your back and meditating on it or sending touch to it but touch with an intention so these also form parts of connection and speaking to the part of the body that needs care and attention Mm. okay yeah Fantastic. And and a few times you've mentioned the breath here, which yeah. I'm a big believer in many different uh, uh, sports, in many different walks of life. The breath can be invaluable to, to, to master. 
Um, mm-hmm. so, so what do you mean by by breath and and moving the breath? Some people just, I mean, there's a probably a, a, a big group of people out there that naturally just take breathing as it comes. Uh, mm. Definitely was the way I thought of it and never even thought of it. That's the point. Your body does it automatically. Yes. Um, but a good example of someone who, who really concentrates on breath is, is Wim Hof. He, he's the yeah. guy who goes into the ice and, and thinks and believes that anyone who knows how to control their breath can control their body temperature, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one very specific use of it. But how, how do you use it? I know you've kind of touched on it in, in moving it to different parts of the body. But uh, what, what do you mean by that? How, how does that kind of work? Yeah, the breath is the... Uh beautiful tool and it's one of those tools where you can do it consciously but also unconsciously like right now both of us are breathing but we're focused on uh, being present with each other so uh, the breathing is still happening (laughs) Uh, but on the other hand we can all pause and inhale and exhale and that's a conscious breath and there's beauty in bringing our intention to the breath and I think what marries uh, breath to more of a I wouldn't say a more potential or this healing aspect uh, is the intention um, to stop pause and taking a breath where it's also a bridge between the mind and the body and throughout the day as the day goes by a lot of times the mind is really active and the body is carrying the mind or helping the mind to achieve or get things done. Mm. But if we suddenly drop everything and breathe, you can feel, oh, my heart expands or my rib cage descends, my shoulders relax. And that little moment of connection can be very relaxing if, for example, we're all sat at a desk and suddenly you realize, oh, my shoulders were tense. That breath just brought me back into my body. So it's very simple, but very deep in how it can bring not relaxation, but also presence. Mm. And I think presence is the, the key there. Uh, and, it, and it makes sense. Like you can be, like you said, you can be sat at your desk for three hours, sending emails to concentrate mm-hmm. on tabs, uh, looking at social media, whenever you got all these distractions, all these stresses, and yeah, just to kind of stop and and take a minute for something that happens automatically twenty four hours a day that you just yeah. don't think of, and and that's the reality. Breathing, we do it all day, all night. No one ever thinks about it. And I guess just turning yourself inwards and concentrating on something so simple and so like uh, routine to your body is mm. quite powerful. Uh, I can I can, which is why it's used in meditation. I mean, for breath exercises and meditation is is where most people will start when it comes to for meditation. Sure. It's quite a golden uh, practice. It, it, it well underestimated. It really is. It, it, it's uh, it should be taught from much younger. Um, unfortunately, it's not. Uh, it is apparently. I have read over the last five years or so, actually, um, that's that. Uh, Western schools, particularly, I know yeah. it is done in the East, but Western schools are starting to move to and trialing um, breath exercises and meditation, five minutes, etc., in the classroom, which I think mm-hmm. is fantastic. I, I really do, uh, particularly amazing. for young, young, young humans, young people, to to start understanding and looking inside is is uh, invaluable. It, it really is, particularly like you said, in this world, there's plenty going on to distract us and cause us stress. So, yeah. It it is, and I so agree. The earlier we have those tools, the 
I guess, emotional regulation side of our life onwards as adults gets smoother because we remember to breathe through anything that happens because we've been given a set of tools at an at a very early age mm-hmm. um, and we are discovering it well I guess now ish as it's coming more out into ways to regulate your body ways to regulate your body which also then regulates your emotions uh, being angry being sad are times when we do not remember to breathe because we're deeply in those emotions but mm-hmm. if at an early age we're taught okay, I'm a bit anxious or I'm a bit upset uh, about this thing. So, okay, I'm going to breathe through it. And then there's a new, let's say, lens to look at the situation at because the breath has calmed down. The nervous system is in a different state. It's not so flighty. It doesn't want to run away. It doesn't want to fight. And... uh, yeah, the earlier, the better, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and again, I, th- I think you just touched on something there in, in regards to the way our emotions work. I mean, uh, we, we are, everyone uh, has emotions. You, it's, it's only human to experience mm. all of the emotions that we, we, we're uh, capable of, from love to anger to, to, to sadness to happiness. All, all of it is, is okay to feel, but I think it's... Indeed. Uh, important to recognize what you're feeling which which is so easy to to miss you you can just kind of get taken away by your emotions and and they kind of start controlling and and uh, manifesting what's coming next whereby mm-hmm. uh, you lose control so to speak so I think yeah just being able to separate your breath and it gives you that moment just to reflect on what it is you're feeling and maybe yeah. you'll understand it a little bit better that really is a uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I can see that. Yeah, I like it's the idea beautiful that. that there can be that connection, but also separation of mm. oh, when you are a bit, uh, let's say, anxious, then it's a shallow breath. So okay, one way to recognize my breath is shallow. Oh, something is going on. Oh, I am anxious. My breath, my breath is shallow. So there's like two way connection to it. Yeah, um, and uh, I loved how you said connecting to all emotions because sometimes feeling angry is a bit frowned upon because it's not a emotion that people want to witness or being sad not knowing how to comfort someone then it feels a bit awkward or how to hold the situation but all of these situations call for expression so that they can be felt and released um and the breath is a beautiful uh tool to extract it out live it but also release it so yeah emotions and breath are very much um tools we can connect to 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 be more human i'd say <laughs> yeah no exactly that and i think i think being more human is what we could we could all concentrate yeah. on more, more of i think this world we need allows- that be less human day by day with the technology. <laughs> so, yeah, let's not get into um, becoming <laughs> yeah, robots. That's, that's, another, that's another whole com- uh, another whole yeah. podcast, I think, on that subject. <laughs> so, sure. so, so, yoga, breathing. What else you do is central arts uh, facilitation, which yeah. is a very interesting title, and uh, and 
is understandable, but I would love you to elaborate a little bit more about what that is. Yeah, for sure. I would love to talk about that. This is my new, not new, but a passion that I've had for long, but uh, I've done the Central Arts Facilitator training recently uh, in the month, in the last month. And uh, it's given me a new insight into myself, how I connect to myself more authentically and connecting to those around me has been from a different level and uh, just to give a brief uh, overview of what essential arts facilitator is or does and what the tools it gave me were while coming from a yoga background there is uh, I'd say breath body connection um but our dive into this exploration was more, first of all, connection to self, which for sure can happen through yoga and many other modalities. And knowing what is your yes, what is your no, what is feelings mm. in your body and how do you pinpoint them? How do you speak to yourself, basically? It's a solo connection. Um, also, we dived into um, practices of self-love. Uh, how do you love yourself? How do you worship yourself? Just to really integrate who you are to you. How do you speak to yourself? And that was um, a beautiful eye-opening experience. And then slowly, once there is connection to self and you come from an integrated place, there is connection to others and that's where there's this magic that happens where you can connect to people through words, through conscious touch, through expressing your desires, through expressing what is a yes to you, what is a no to you, mm -hmm. uh, what are your boundaries and through connection to self and communication uh, there's this conscious container that is created where then two people can have an experience. And this is where the sensuality gets even more bubbled up into uh, a few of the exercises or practices that we've done is to talk about um, what is it that you'd like to experience in terms of a massage? Is it a soft touch? Is it a firm touch? Is it a stroke? And even talking about that, uh, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just uh, exploration into two people creating an experience and fully being the giver, the receiver, diving into what that is. Mm. And that was very beautiful to experience with everyone that uh, we were there in the training. There was no, I'd say labels structures it's just the human in me connects to the human in you and we create this sensual experience through touch uh, and then we get more uh into i'd say shadow and kinky part of it and uh, how who you are behind the doors in bed is also a reflection of Maybe something you don't want to see within sometimes. Or be intimidating. Yeah. And you can only practice it behind doors because mm. you're comfortable with that, with your partner, and it's not seen. It's, yeah. it's a 
it's a part of you that you want to hide, but uh, you're expressing it in a different way as a way to, in a way, almost like a coping mechanism or just to make do or somehow, uh, yeah, reenact from it. Maybe it's from a pattern, from a really habitual place or just uh, it's part of you and it hasn't really been seen or questioned. It's just there. <laughs> um, so basically... Then we dived into power play, power dynamics of uh, who's dominating, who's submissive, and what's your go-to, and why is that your go-to? And then reversing the roles. Um, so when I have workshops, I love creating places where people get to experience both polarities because a lot of times, let's say, for example, a CEO would always be taking decisions and delegating, telling people what to do mm. and surrendering to just receiving and not even taking any decision is such a different experience for that body, for that nervous system. And it's kind of like not a reset, but pressing, okay, stop your go-to mechanisms and experience this new uh new bubble of uh, feelings sensations what does that bring out in you uh so yeah that's a little snippet of uh what can be categorized into that sensuality uh training i'd say but i'm curious mm. if you have questions because yeah there's a lot i can talk more about <laughs> i mean it sounds like a, a an absolutely fantastic area to to start understanding and again the, the idea of uh, diversity within oneself uh, mm. is I, I can see the real value in that and and something I've not really thought of uh, before you just mentioned that but understanding yeah we, we, where you sit in in your interactions and then forcing a alternative way of interacting is is uh, invaluable I can only imagine is where the power comes from um, in that regards 100 percent oh yeah. So how would uh, people get involved in this? How do people reach out to you uh, and, and, and start talking to you about this? How do, how do people find out what you do? Yeah, so quite a few different avenues. Uh, at the moment, while on OnFlow, um, two classes and practicing together. I'm doing a few workshops in London as well. I'm doing a couple's cacao intimate ceremony just to dive into sensuality but couples um, in a very broad sense of way can be friends can be uh, people who want to have an experience together it's not uh, limited to heterosexual uh, couples yeah a um, yeah, few events down that line and uh, other ways would be, yeah, Instagram, uh, social media is where you find me. <laughs> yeah, the way of the world. <laughs> yeah, and Facebook, uh, I have, uh, yeah, I think these are the two main portals for now because things are changing and I'm also updating things on the website. So uh, it's uh, under construction, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah these would be the two main portals at the moment 
Okay, and and I'm only just to play a little devil's advocate, and and I'm only talking for people who are very similar to me who aren't on social media. Where would they find you in the city? How would they get in touch with you if they happen to be off the internet, so to speak? Oh, off the internet, uh, then that would be. It sounds like a crazy thing nowadays. Yeah, like it sounds like no one would be, no <laughs> one on social. No, I mean it's just like yeah, like I personally don't have Instagram or okay. Facebook. I do have LinkedIn, so I have found. Oh yeah, LinkedIn. So yeah. I could communicate with you through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a way to find you via number or, or in in a, in a community center or anything like that? Is there a way to get in touch with you that way? Uh, yes, uh, part of community bridges. <laughs> which is the, uh, uh, definitely a way people can get in touch with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also part of another community, uh, which is a women's circle facilitator uh, tribe that I am part of. It's called Sistership Circle. So that's another community as well. Brilliant. And I'll make sure to put all of these links in the bio uh, so people can easily find you and get in touch 100%. And also there is, uh, this is quite an avenue which, uh, yeah, I rarely mention, but I do a lot of writing. So I have quite a few of my writings on a platform called Vocal. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's, if someone is interested in the writing and the creative writing part of who I am, that's also there. (laughs) Right, so that's Vocal. I'm sure you will get some people having a look at that 100%. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of people who like to to read rather than watch i find so, oh okay oh uh, really hopefully so yeah yeah definitely yeah so there's that too <laughs> I, I mean is there anything else you want to share with the audience i mean you've been absolutely fantastic today uh and i really appreciate your time um what, what else would you uh, leave the audience with though as a, as a reminder for the day sure thank you um thank you for taking the time and investing the energy in our conversation. And what I leave people with today is uh, take, I'd say take a moment to pause and take a conscious breath, not a breath, but a conscious breath. Just, yeah, just to connect to yourself. It starts with really, small steps to get to know yourself so even that if someone is taking five deep conscious breath i'm a happy person <laughs> my job is done <laughs> good i will uh, I, I hope people will do that from the audience i definitely will be doing that before i uh, <laughs> start my working day um yeah. Uh, but no, look, really appreciate your time, uh, Bhavna. It's been a great chat. Um, I'm sure we could talk for hours on hours and go into many, many more details. Um, <laughs> I, I could just keep chatting. And hopefully down the line, six months a year, we'll come back and do a catch-up, sure. see what's been going on, see how things have been growing, see if uh, the world has uh, started changing in the better, and, and we'll go from there. Okay, Bhavna? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you very much and and have a really good day, okay? You too.